Hi, I'm Nigel. And I'm Trisha. And we're both from Real Time Heart Based. And this is one in a series of podcasts which are all about improving our health and well-being. And today what we thought we'd talk about is how up to date are we with our perspectives, our understanding of things? Um, you know, how often do we do we update ourselves or do we carry long held views on things which we which we don't maybe update? So, for example, I, I was uh, I was looking out the window a few days ago and and I saw people feeding bread to ducks. And I thought, oh, my goodness, because it's been established for quite a long time now that bread is not good for birds, uh, for wildlife generally. And, um, you know, in some areas of, of where we live, there are signs up saying, please don't feed bread to ducks. But it was just interesting that that's still a practice, uh, things that people do. And, I, and I'm absolutely sure that they're not intentionally going out there to harm the birds because it's, it's an enjoyable, you know, idea to go mm. and give something useful to the ducks and interact with, with wildlife. So mm. there, was, there was one example that led me to this whole question, Tricia, about, well, how, how do we update ourselves and make sure that what we're doing perhaps is a net benefit to ourselves and to the world in which we live? Mm. How do you feel? Well I, well, I think it's a really good point that you've said because I, I know that, you know, for them to be feeding the ducks they they must love the ducks mm. and they want to to feed them and they want to you know um, they enjoy that experience but like you said you know they there may be signs around they may have heard about you know bread not being good for them but it's interesting how we we don't actually internalize a lot of the information we hear and and actually what information are we taking in and what is blocking us mm. from really taking it in and transferring it to an action that is is helpful mm. so for example you know maybe in the back of their mind they have heard about you know that mm. that bread isn't good for ducks but they are still doing the behaviors mm. and you know what is it that that stops us from really acting and 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 taking that on board but, I, you know, so, yeah, I agree, Tricia. It seems to me, though, that if we don't question, is this still is this still a good thing? Is this still beneficial? And we don't go and you know, go to a reliable source and actually look it up. And the same can be said. I remember, you know, when I was bringing my kids up, you know, that we were recommended not to give not to give them like very sweet drinks, but to use fruit juice, give them fruit juice. So we bought fruit juice. And when I checked and I do check periodically, the research said, actually, that's the worst thing you can do because you're giving, you're giving out fructose without any fibre. Um, so not a particularly good thing to do. Mm. So this, this is a you know, moving target, really, in terms of what we believe at one point in time might be best practice. Tomorrow might actually be found to be more harm, more harm than good. And so it doesn't matter whether it's about COVID, about vaccines, about medicines, um, vitamins, uh, fitness. I mean, there's, for example, uh, when you used to get an injury, it used to be put it up, put ice on it, don't rest. use it, rest yep. it. Yep. Um, now, uh, there are a lot of people who, who, because of that, get in this cycle of less and less and less. I don't do that because I've got to rest it. No, I don't do it. And then, of course, it gets harder to get active again. Mm. And so now there's the idea of active healing, which I've used a number of times um, because I, I keep tabs on it because I, I want to keep 
well and I want to keep fit and healthy. So I'm always interested in what what is mm. what is the way to do that. Yeah, well the thing is, you know, we're creatures of habit. And and so sometimes it's about recognizing, you know, that is that is a habit, you know, mm. it, the way we're doing it is just habitual. And I think what you're recognizing is um, things change, information changes, understanding, knowledge, research, and there are the very things in there that can save us, that can help us to stay active, can protect our teeth, you know, um, mm. you know, as you said about the, the juices, you know, there's all this new information, but when we remain closed and or in our patterns and habits and we're not challenging those we are more likely to continue with patterns and mm. habits that are not doing us any good well a different example was and i was surprised at this one that that um you know th there are things that can uh, you know extend your life quality of life yeah and um one of them is um you know uh flossing your teeth and I was yeah. really I was really yeah. shocked at this one because yeah. I thought well I brush my teeth what's yeah. the flossing bit about and and Tricia what what do you what did you want to add to that about what that's about why is flossing well it's so important because the plaque that's on your teeth actually there's been an association with heart plaque and and build up around the heart so you know oral hygiene is really very important mm. and so that flossing between your teeth mm. you know it seems like a you know a, a simple act mm. or you know oh well no i don't floss but the impact of that can have great you know have a great impact on your health and on your heart and most significantly i mean that's that can relate to disease and things well, that can end your life well the estimate is it can add up to seven years to your life now, I was really shocked at that, but given that explanation that you've given, I actually struggle with floss because my fingers are really big and trying to get them in my mouth to move floss around, I find it really difficult. But then I, I decided, well, if that's important, what is that's another an way? What's yes. an alternative? Yep. So I found that you know things like Pixters, which are interdental, like little tiny brushes, um, you, you can do that. Now, initially when I did that, I got gum bleeding. <phone rings> And it's very easy when that happens to go, I better stop. Mm. Um, but yep. what I actually found was, was that as I, as I carried on doing it, I, I now do it once to twice every day and I don't have any bleeding at all. But what really shocked me was, it didn't matter how well I brushed my teeth, what these little things mm. found between my teeth, mm. you know, little bits of leaves or food stuffs and whatever, they sit there and they just work Eat away, away at, at the, the enamel, the yep. gums and whatever. Yep. So this is this was a real eye opener for me because I didn't realise that after all of that there was still all this stuff in my teeth. Mm. So that's just a different example of, you know, understanding those things, those factors which make all the difference, not just to not harming us, but actually benefiting us i could have brushed my teeth for 10 minutes it wouldn't have made any difference it would have taken more enamel off my teeth but it actually wouldn't have extended my life mm. so uh, it doesn't matter what area we want to look at i know in our in you know in both of our cases we we have been looking at you know self-care as a really important aspect to all of our lives and understanding those factors which really make a difference a positive beneficial difference to our self-care is is a really important thing mm. i mean and i've just listened to a podcast around um you know the importance of of self-care and foods we eat um especially around sugars 
and the impact of that even in some of the um, current illnesses and diseases such as cancer and so you know we are learning we are hearing this new research that's coming out about mm. that you know we are understanding why is it that cancer is now one in two Mm. And, you know, and so the research is looking at, well, what are we doing in our lifestyle that is, is creating those statistics? Mm. And so now it is okay. We're really understanding a little bit more, actually a lot more. And so when we really uh, then research, we listen to this research and we feel what that is for our own lives, we realize we actually have a chance to have a positive impact on our future. Mm. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be that we are, you know, it may not just be, oh, it's my DNA and mm. I'm just going to get cancer because yeah. my mum had it or whatever. They're actually showing that these specific day-to-day -day practices play a huge role in, in some of these illnesses. So mm. it's about asking yourself, so, yeah, what do I do? You know, uh, do, I, um, do I actually ignore this research? What am I listening to? Where am I, who am I listening to? Now, you raised a good point there. So we, Tricia and I both use the term reliable sources. And this is, uh, comes to a, an issue that we call discernment. Reliable sources means that it needs to be some sort of peer-reviewed independent research. So we need to know where it comes from. And often the research we read is on Facebook and it's often sponsored. And if you really drill down, there is, there is often the case, or even sometimes the case, that all of that st those statements are picked out of a research document, but they've been cherry-picked, and they're not in context of the research document. And often then we, we end up with a headline that sounds like, miracle cure, this is really good for you, this has been found to do whatever, and it's so misleading. Uh, I remember once someone talked about how good uh, some, some uh, you know, these super, super foods are, but in off many cases you'd have to have so much of it mm -hmm. to get that benefit it isn't isn't very realistic so when we say reliable source it's important to make sure that when you see a headline in Facebook or even on commercial TV that you understand that that may not be the truth or the whole truth and so we can often go and then we, we have someone saying I hear da 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 and we go oh well if that's true I'll go and buy some of that they've heard it and so end up, you end up getting this third hand and you don't know where it came from. So in my case, um, I will look it up. I will look at the, where it's come from and what it says and what I can learn from it for me, what best, what's best for me. But uh, you mentioned sugar. And the interesting thing about the sugar is, is that many years ago, uh, there was a debate about fat and sugar and which, which one to which one was bad for you and which one wasn't. And uh, there was a lot of lobbying, a lot of lobbying, so that the decision came down on the side that fat is bad for you. Fat makes you fat and sugar's fine. Now, we all actually have sweet tooth, or a lot of us do, not all of us. And so many of us wish sugar was really good for us. <laughs> really good for us, because there's a bliss moment when we eat it. But the truth is, it isn't. And so our practice is to minimize our sugar uh, and know, what's, know what we're eating so that we're minimizing our sugar intake and making sure our intake has things that are beneficial. Mm. I mean, and this, this means um, changing our practices. You know, perhaps when we're in the supermarket, 
um, spending a little bit of time looking at labels and things like that. And, and I suppose you start to discover that sometimes there's not a lot of clarity around things. Mm. Oh, this looks like it's got the tick, so it seems like it's really wonderful. But I suppose like what you were mentioning, you know, it's important if you don't really understand the label, well, how can I understand it? Mm. Who can maybe help me um, understand this a little bit more? So that when you're making your choices around these foods and important things that are, you know, likely to, um, you know, cause you health, good health or not so good health, you know, who, you know, who, who is available to help you, to guide you in that way that, you know, you mm. can make better choices for yourself. Uh, I think that's, that's an, imp an important one. The other thing to, to say is here is that um, there are, I mean, clearly there's a lot of <clears throat> information put on packaging that's designed to attract and even lure us into buying something. Sometimes it says low fat and often low fat doesn't matter because it's probably good fat anyway. And this is where research is important because for a little while avocados were, were stated to be bad for us because it had, had high level of fat, but it was then, oh, actually that's good fat. So we're still programmed, I think, to see fat as bad, mm. whereas it's just some fats are bad. And this is why keeping up to date with research mm. is so important. Well, it's not only in the food area. No, and like no. you said, it's with anything at all. Yeah, the active healing. Yeah, with anything. We are so, um, we, we're so used to just staying with what we know. You know, even if it's a belief, even if it's a belief about something that's happened in the past or, you know, something that's happening around the world, we may have opinion around that. Mm. And where does that opinion come, mm. come from? Well, we hardly know where that's come from. And so there, that's now our opportunity to ask ourselves some deeper questions. And so where, what do I know about this? What do I really know mm. about this? And by, un, by learning a bit more, by understanding a bit more, the natural ripple of some of these things, like people mm. talk about, oh, you know, have empathy or compassion. Maybe we can start to mm. have even more compassion for ourselves mm. or others when we start to discover a little bit more about, about things that might have been limiting us before. Well, a good example, and back to the sugar idea, is we had some things that we saw, Tricia, and they said, zero sugar and we thought oh that's interesting but then when we read the label it has sweeteners sweeteners in it stevia and and aspartame and, and this sort of thing which are which are you know according to the research i've looked at not good for us either so it's it's not about uh you know replacing something with with another it's actually focusing on those things that are beneficial to us and that's where we, we've been going with our research. We actually know that when we buy, you know, fresh fruit and vegetables and this sort of thing, it's very difficult to go wrong with it because they're, they're all naturally, they're all natural and they're probably more helpful to us as a general, as a general rule. Mm. But as soon as we buy something that's produced and processed, this is where the care is needed because there's so much luring and colouring and whatever to attract us to the packaging, to... To, to believe something's good for us when actually in truth it probably may not be, not probably, but may not be. This yeah. is why perhaps this idea of maybe this openness to absorbing latest research, the openness to accept that what we may have held as a belief may no longer be valid, that some of our practices may no longer be beneficial to us, 
So if we want to move towards really uh, you know, caring and improving in ourselves, then this openness, this curiosity to say, I wonder what the latest says about this. As I heard myself saying this to somebody and I thought, I wonder if I'm up to date with that, mm. is, is a way to begin that. And then a reliable source um, of, you know, peer-reviewed research, something which you can read and know that it wasn't produced by the person who actually wants you to buy that product mm. might be useful. Yeah, when something hits you and, and you, you really discover it within yourself, that seems to be the time when you may then make a different choice. Mm. And you might just start with just something small. Mm. You know, you know, it really resonated with you about the, like you said, about the Pixters. Mm. And that really impacted you. Mm. And so it really started this, this journey towards making some small changes mm. in your practices. And we can do the same with anything in our life. Another example, Tricia, is, and that's right, I did this with my shoulder, um, active healing. I had an injured shoulder and I tried a few things, but they were all like having an injection or, you know, not using it and whatever. And I started using weights and doing them in a particular way. And the active healing got the blood back into yep. the shoulder and my shoulder is 99% yep. there now. Well, you were open to it. I was open, open to it. Open to yeah. do something different and you, list, you read some different things, you tested and trialed those things. And, and for you in that instance, it really led to a really good outcome so we just don't know what what is ahead for us and so and that's that that's great hope isn't mm, it that mm, we can absolutely. we can heal we can do things that we may not ever have thought were possible mm. to feel or to experience um so this openness to 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 really let in some of that new mm. information new information let the light in have the openness uh be up to date with the best research uh, so that we don't we don't unwittingly do harm to ourselves, others, or to the or to the environment as a whole, uh, based upon a, a, an older belief or something that somebody told us.